Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so excited about this episode today, but before we get started, I would love if you would do me a favor. What I want you to do is wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, I want you to post it on your social media, tag us here at a God shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? I do that because my mission for all of my platforms is to make sure that when people are going through something, that they realize that there's hope on the other side of that and that there's God in the middle of that. The more times that these episodes get shared, the more we can make sure that people are being ministered to in that way. So thank you in advance. I am, before I get into the bio of my guest today, I met this beautiful woman. For those of you who are watching the video, you can see how pretty she is. But I met this beautiful woman um, at a Christian broadcasting event this summer or this, this summer that just passed. And I was with my roommate and she needed to make some copies and I was standing outside of FedEx and I met this woman and we had a great conversation. And the thing that I love about her is that she is not a Christian that is willing to be silent. As long as she has breath in her body, she will continue to expose the tricks of the enemy and the traps that we as believers can so easily fall into. And anybody who's been around here for a while knows that I am not a believer that bites my tongue either. Um, sometimes I will, I will have controversial messages or the devil will know that I'm planning to release a controversial message and I'll lose my voice. And I say all the time, I don't care if I have to get on here with cue cards, as long as I have breath in my body, I will expose the enemy and I will do everything that I can to make sure that believers don't fall into his traps. And my guest today is no different. So let me read her bio so that we can get started to this. I know it's going to be a great conversation. So my guest today is founder of Be Free Ministry International. She is passionate about global evangelism, Bible training, and revival. Delivered from cult religion through a powerful chain-breaking encounter with with Jesus, she is now raising up a company of revivalists around the globe through Bible training, worship music, books, worship, and prayer movements. She believes the pure anointing of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit will break the yoke and set the captives free. She is founder of the Magdala Bible School, which now reaches over 10 nations in Africa, India, Pakistan, Iran, the UK, and the US. Her passion for Jesus shines bright in her compelling book, Do You Know Me? A Revelation of Relationship, as well as her powerful worship music. I'm grateful and excited to welcome to the show, Ashley Gronholm. Thank you, Shana. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here today. And I just feel like I have fireworks exploding in 
sign right now. I just know this is going to be a really anointed time and Jesus is going to get all the glory. God is just going to move powerfully. Hallelujah. Yes. So I want to lay a little bit of context for this conversation for people that may be new here, because my platforms are a God shift. And my definition of a God shift is when a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, but then that ultimately gets you into greater dimensions of possibility. And I believe that God uses these unexpected circumstances to get our attention because once he has our attention, that's when he can invite us into what it is that he really has planned for us. And so Ashley, I would love if you could share with the audience a time that you've actually had to overcome some form of disruption in order to get to that bio that I just read. Yes. Amen. So around 34, I'm in Nashville. I'm cutting a record. I come from a generationally family of you know, professional musicians. And my dreams were coming true. I was releasing the single. It's charting. I mean, so excited. It's all I ever wanted. And and then my life just starts to implode because behind the scenes, I'm in cult religion. Behind the scenes, I'm in an abusive relationship. Behind the scenes, I've got PTSD symptoms from trauma I've been through. I've got three autoimmune diseases, but I'm up there hitting, strumming that guitar because I carry that Davidic anointing for worship that I didn't fully understand at the time. And I can't remember if we talked about that Nashville part of my story, but that that's a real thing that happened to me at 34. And I was, you know, I met with the president of CMT and I'm releasing my single. It's charting. It was such an exciting time. But then this, this, all of this you know, unrest in my life just came to a head because can two walk together unless they agree, you know, when there isn't agreement in the spirit, when there's false teachings and, and strongholds of cult religion and demonic things attached to that, then it's going to blow up, you know, and it did, it blew up in my face and I had this crisis on my hands and now I'm canceling my tour. Now I'm, I'm backing away from things because it's looking more and more like this, this, my time in the cult religion is coming to an end. And sadly, very tragically for me, that meant the loss of my first marriage, which I never wanted, which I never wanted for my children or myself. But you know, you can't continue with someone who wants to stay in a cult when you have encountered the truth. So in the crucible of this time, I'm, 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 in a real Christian church for the first time in my life, I hear the story of how the gospel, how Jesus can meet you where you're at, love you, set you free, pour his grace out over you, fill you with this Holy Spirit. I'm like, what? I thought I had to be this perfect person and do all these things right and be in this perfect religion, you know, the whole cult thing. And I met the Lord in that service. And then several months later, almost a year later, I'm walking through this horrific divorce. And I just cried out to God from my bed one night, just like, I can't do it anymore. I just don't have it in me. You know, I just done. And (laughs) I've heard testimonies of people saying that. And I encountered Jesus in that moment, a so-so healing. God poured his glory out over me. I was delivered of demonic oppression and depression and fear and anxiety and trauma and torment. I mean, I remember rolling around in my bed and coughing and coughing. So I was yeah. just getting delivered. And I'm thinking, what is happening to me? Next thing you know, I'm just out, just slain in the spirit. I wake up the next day, I feel 100% healed, great. And I have never had autoimmune since that day. Hallelujah. 
He put me in my right mind. Jesus put me in my right mind, healed me, set me free. And I have been running after Jesus ever since. You know, it's deliverance is so powerful there. It, you know, it, it, it saddens me, the people that don't believe in things of the spirit and people that don't believe in the power of, of deliverance. And, and I'm grateful to be at a church where miracles, signs, and wonders are happening every week. There's not a week that goes by that mm-hmm. someone who is demon possessed does not get delivered and set free. And to be able to hear the testimonies of their lives, of how their lives are different when they're no longer in bondage of the enemy is just a beautiful thing. And what I find interesting, and I want to unpack something that you said, is that, you know, when my pastor either is able to uncover how the demon had access, or sometimes he will command that demon to speak and the demon will tell us out of the person's mouth how they gained access into their life. There's a myriad of reasons as to how the um, demonic forces in the world are able to gain access into our lives. But it, it was an interesting thing of how it happened to you. And what I want, part of how it happened to you and what I want you to unpack here is that oftentimes in modern culture, when we hear cult, C-U-L-T, cult, we don't necessarily associate it with an organized religion. And so some people may have heard you say that you were in a cult religion and it may have been a little bit confusing to them. So number one, I want you to define what, how, how do you, how do you define the constructs of a cult religion? And then this is my show. I can say what I want, tell them what it was and what, and what about it is cult ish in case they're involved in that, or there are other people that they can help educate. Amen. Yes. Okay. So I was raised in the Mormon church, Mormonism, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And my family goes back multi-generations to the very beginning when it was established. So that's the cult that I'm speaking of. And many people, sadly today, because of the success of the shows like Chosen and Angel Studios, which is funded, operated by Mormons, the Mormon membership, they will never say the church leadership is running that, but the membership is, they're the the entrepreneurs that started Angel Studios. I'm familiar with them because of some sitcom comedy shows that BYU, the university was creating that the the, the actors and actresses of that show are now running Angel Studios. So they are clearly, it's Mormon-based, Mormon-funded and supported. Yes, there's crowd fundraising, all that, but this is a Mormon uh, entity or organization, and people don't even know that. And then there's the challenge if people know that they don't think it's a problem because yes. they don't even know what Mormonism is. So I'm hoping to share, and let me just th- put it out there that my mother, one of my sons, my sisters, all of my relatives, dear friends are all still Mormon. And I love every one of them. None right. of this is said to be cruel or to be you know, to be disrespectful of those relationships, but truly my heart is to see captives set free. And a cult is a cult when there is a unilateral leader, one leader who calls all the shots and everyone submits to that leader. And what they say is the gospel. It's the law and it's not going to be compromised. That's what happened with Joseph Smith. That's how these leaders can establish things like 
well, now I'm going to have 17 wives and all of the 12 apostles that I've aligned myself with are going to have their multiple wives. And now we're doing polygamy. And now um, we're going to pull hand cards across the United States and half of us are going to die doing it because I believe God said that there's this place out West called Zion where we're all going to go and we're going to, you know, cover the, the globe with temples on mountaintops, not even understanding that we are the temple of the Lord. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us, not inside of buildings. Amen. Yes. God came and he filled his temple during the days of David and King David and Solomon. And that was what God was doing then. But Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out. Acts 1.8, you know, you will have power. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We know as Christian believers that the Holy Spirit has filled us and we are the temple of the Lord. We are revival, moving everywhere, walking out, living, breathing revivalists everywhere because Holy Spirit's in us. So that's one of the first major deceptions of Mormonism is that you cannot connect with God unless you're inside that temple. You can't go to heaven unless you're inside that temple. You've got to pay your 10% and get in the temple. If you don't pay your 10%, you don't go to the temple. You got to be married in that temple. You got to take out these endowments or vows, which is really just false oaths to false gods. Because we also know that Joseph Smith was involved with the Masons and there's uh, Masonry is all about rites and rituals of death. And in the ultimate level, they worship Satan. Yes. I believe that, G- that Joseph Smith worshiped Satan because he said in his own early writings that he was greater than Jesus Christ himself. Wow. And people believe this. And to this day in the Mormon church, if you hear the hymn, Praise to the Man, which is about Joseph Smith, everyone will rise to their feet and begin to weep. But we don't sing on our feet for Jesus. We don't worship Jesus in the Mormon church. They don't. They don't worship Jesus. I didn't even have a revelation of the relationship I could have with Jesus until Holy Spirit filled me because I placed my faith in Jesus for my salvation. Mormonism is works, 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 temple work. You got to go in the temple. You got to go to your church services. You got to do the right things, pay your tithe, and that's your ticket to heaven. So they seem extremely joyful because they're at ease. They're like, hey, I'm in, I'm going to heaven and it's all good. But the reality is they're not. They're not going to heaven because they don't even know Jesus. Now, Jesus can meet Mormons where they're at because of our identity in God has nothing to do with religion. Correct. So there may be some people who are like myself, who God just touched, met because of the spiritual identity. Ephesians 1, 4, that he's known you, foreknown you before the foundation of the world, called you, chose you, predestined you. I'm preaching the gospel. This is why I have a Bible school. I love it. But, you know, basically your identity is in Christ and he's known you from before the foundation of the world. He knows who are his and he's going to call you by name and you're going to respond by faith. If you are called into the family of God, that doesn't mean we don't have any say in it or any participation in it. We do because the scripture says at the right appointed time of your salvation. So there's an appointed time when, you know, God is just you know, letting that heat rise. He's, he's testing our metal. We're being refined as gold. And bam, at that right moment, you're going to get saved when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Correct. these whole religions are all about organizational systems that control. And you also know if you leave it, there's shunning. There's an elimination of contact. You might lose your family. You might, you will lose your job. You won't have any standing before God. 
So in the Mormon church, they sent me a letter and said, you do not exist before God. Your baptism is null, it, nullified and, and void. Your wedding is void. Your temple membership is void. You don't exist before God. You're a son of perdition. If you want to come back to the church, we'll have a council with 12 men and we'll decide if we'll accept you back. That is a cult. It is. But praise be to God that I know who I am in Christ and I am free in Christ and we can be free in Christ when we know our identity. And that happens through renewing our minds in the word of God. So Ashley, I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. So let's just say there's someone who is listening to this right now and they're like, but I've seen the chosen and I've seen... Um, the number of people that have come to God from these shows, because there's absolutely nothing satanic about these shows. There's absolutely nothing demonic about these shows. And I personally know people that that's how they came to Jesus is through these shows. So why is it important as believers when we're thinking about what we support and what we associate ourselves with, why is it important to be aware of what is happening in the background, regardless of the fruit of what we see in the foreground? It's important because Jesus told us to guard our hearts and that there's deception and deception is insidious. Insidious is secret, hidden. So there are these situations where even within the Christian church and not just Mormonism, where cults are are coming forth and there's a distortion of God's word and they're manipulating. Manipulation control is as the spirit of witchcraft. So yes, people are coming to Jesus or or being introduced to Jesus through the chosen and praise God for that. I thought first the first season was excellent, but the Mormon church wasn't involved in season one. I watched season one. Season two, they went to Utah. They set up shop in the Jerusalem replica city, you know, that's there in Salt Lake. And they began, Dallas Jenkins began, uh, you know, working with the Mormons. And I read his interview where he said, Mormons believe in the same Jesus that we do. False, not true. He has become deceived. I know because I lived it and I come from eight generations back at the very beginning. And this is why I have been called for such a time as this to speak out against deception in the end times because Jesus is coming soon and we need to be ready. In my book, I talk about the parable of the 10 virgins and there are five that had oil and five that did not have oil. We need a relationship with Jesus through the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to be ready so that when we go to that bridal bridal supper, dinner, you know, the door will be opened and we will be let in. So it's very important that people understand, yes, okay, uh, God can use anyone. Paul said, you know, but if Christ be preached, then then great. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. we, we want Christ's name to be preached. We do. And people can be introduced and then Holy Spirit is going to, you know, touch them if they are ones who Jesus has foreknown. And so that's not a bad thing, but we've got to be careful. We better know the word ourselves because in season two, Dallas Jenkins did have to speak and didn't really do a great job of, you know, clarifying, but he had to speak to some changes in the scripture that were um, integrated into the script where, you know, in John eight, Jesus says to the Pharisees in the temple before Abraham was, I am. And that made the, the Pharisees very angry. 
But really, the Mormons believe it's all about the Mosaic Law. They don't even talk about Abraham because Abraham's story is being justified and found righteous by faith. And they don't like that. They want the works to be a part of earning your salvation, a part of controlling everyone. So here's what happened. It slipped into the script. script they had Jesus say before Moses was, I am. And then the Christian community that knows their Bible, you know, they rose up and there was a lot of complaint and Dallas Jenkins had to, you know, get online and speak about it and wrote about it, but he really didn't solve the problem because he's already come under this this deception of thinking the Mormons are Christians when they're not, that they don't believe in the Trinity. They don't believe in God, the father, Jesus, and the Holy spirit are one. They believe that there's a heavenly father and Jesus is our brother that heavenly father chose to die for us. So we could all go, go and become gods like heavenly father someday and have our own planets and, you know, have sex forevermore, many concubines in heaven for the men, kind of like, you know, Islam and populate these planets and become gods. Hello, this is not Christianity. And then Holy spirit is just removed. Like Holy spirit sort of comfort you and reveal things to you. But it's more like a, May the force be with you, Star Wars kind of thing. Right. It's more like Not a force or an energy. And there's a lot of right. new age witchcraft with that. Yes. And that's what I was going to say next. You know, listen, guys. This stuff is so important because this is not just about a television show. It's not just about entertainment. It's not just about, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that because I'm not Mormon and I have no plans to be Mormon. The reason why I'm allowing Ashley to go down this path is exactly where she landed because there is so much deception that is happening in this day and age in the name of the Lord. There are people that are on this whole quote unquote spiritual journey that is full of deception that is leading you down a slippery slope to Satan. And they're doing it all in the name of God. And if you do not, number one, know your word and you do not have the Holy Spirit that is working inside of you, you will think that yoga is just stretching. You will think (laughs) this sage and good vibes only. There is so much that is going on in the world today that looks spiritual. And I know a pastor in Atlanta and he said, just because it's spiritual does not mean it's holy. And so, yes, you may not be Mormon. Yes, you may not even know what the chosen is and may never come into contact with it, but that does not make you safe. I really want you to hear my mouth and go back to May of 2002. I don't know, 22, I think, um, when I did a long talk on all of these new age practices that you think are bringing you peace and positivity like crystals and sage and praying to your ancestors and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and it is actually giving you the opposite result in your life. All of these demonic forces that Ashley had to deliver herself from, all of those things are actually entry points for Satan and his imps to run rampant in your life. And you will not know what happened to you. You will not know what's going on, but you will be able to identify that something is majorly off in your life. And so if you do not operate in the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is not in your life, in control of your life, if you are not in a church that magnifies the power of the Holy Spirit, because guess what? God is the Father. Jesus is the son, but it's the Holy Spirit that works within you and gives you power to do every single thing that you do on this earth. When it tells us in John 
that greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going with the Father. It's because the only thing that was left here within us is, is, is the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to get off my rampage because I want to get to what people can do to fix some of these things in their lives. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about when someone finds themselves in a season of unrest, whether they have allowed demonic access into their life or not, we're going to talk about some of the things that they can do to find themselves in a place of freedom and not in a position of unrest. So we'll be right back. episode is brought to you by the free guide when God says shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan, to ditch disruption or delay, and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, we're back. So I know y'all are already thinking like, well, this episode is different. And many of you may have already hung up by now. Well, I guess if they hung up, they didn't, they're not going to even hear me talking. But so this episode is taking a different approach to disruption. What I know is that disruption comes in our lives in many forms. Sometimes God is using things in our lives to get our attention. And then there's other times that we have disruption in our lives because of things that we have done or things that we have not done. And so sometimes when we're experiencing unrest and we need to get into a place of freedom, God made it happen. He wanted it to happen. Other times God allows things to happen because we are creatures of free will. So Ashley, number one, I want to know when you got on the other side of your deliverance and you were free and you found Jesus, what did you learn about you as a result? <laughs> As a result of being able to say, you know what, I was in a place of unrest and I went through all of these things that I had to go through to get to a place of freedom. We all learn a lot about God in, a, in our God shift moments, but what did you learn about yourself? Well, number one, first and foremost, I learned that I'm forgiven. Yes. The second, that I'm loved and cherished by God and that I have a destiny and a purpose for my life that I'm not just aimlessly wandering, being affected by the world around me, but that I actually have a destiny and a call on my life. Yeah. And the fourth is that I am powerful. I'm powerful and I'm in victory because God is inside of me. Yes. That, that was just unbelievably wonderful. And just like floating, it just feels like floating right now telling you. And then Praise be to God that we can just, the Holy Spirit can just take us right back to those first fruits, you know, of our salvation. Because so it is just amazing how good God is, how much He loves you. And when we are walking in that, that's the anointing. That's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not hard to be powerful when you have that kind of connection with God through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door, and there's no other way to the Father, which is another thing to be really emphasizing here on this program today that you can't reach him through other paths. Yes. There's no other path to the father. It's through Jesus who is one with the father and one with the Holy spirit. So that was the revelation that just changed my life. I love it. And, and the Lord desires that everybody floats, right? To use the language. Every, the Lord <laughs> wants us to be so free. He wants us to be yeah. so grounded 
in him and everything that heaven has for us, that he wants all of us to feel like, oh my gosh, I am just floating right now because I'm in my purpose. I'm on the other side of all of the muck and mire that was weighing me down. And so Ashley, before we get closer to the end of this episode, if someone is listening right now and they're like, I want that same level of freedom. I want to be able to overcome the disruption that is in my life. I want to be able to get on the other side of all these detours that either God is make is making me go through or I'm found myself in. What is your best tip that you would give somebody that they could start doing right now in order to shift their life in a more positive direction? Uh, we're called to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I mean, Jesus, we're, a lot of people go in the ministry or pursue God thinking what about what they're going to do, but really our call is to be at the feet of Jesus worshiping him. So I would say, number one, if you do not have a routine, a daily walk with Jesus, where you are at the feet of Jesus in worship, because that's what we're doing at the throne in heaven. And in Revelation, the 24 elders are laying down their crowns. They're worshiping prostrate at the throne of God. We are worshipers. We are called to minister to Jesus through our love, adoration, and that anointing will flow like wonderful oil when you worship. Also renewing your mind in the word of God. That is why I created a Bible school out of obedience to the Lord after a 21-day fast. I had zero intention of creating a Bible school. Me? Why would I create a Bible school? But God said, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. So I um, had a supernatural journey for a year's time, creating the lessons one week at a time through the leading of the Holy Spirit. He gave me the curriculum one week at a time. No glory to me, all glory to God for what he did. And every time my students experience revival, because there's an anointing on this school to set captives free. I do believe I carry a chain-breaking anointing for deliverance, healing, and just a really revelatory knowledge of God's word, like Paul had, just on fire. I'm a Paulette, on fire. I understand the grace. I understand the power. This is an unadulterated gospel. So get in my Bible school, Magdala Bible School, and you can join on my website, and you just give a donation, and you're in you take the course at your own pace. And I join up with you once a month for a live call where I get to minister to you, pray for you. And we've seen miracles. We've seen healings. We've seen God move powerfully on that once a month call. So I don't leave you just out there on the, on the internet. You know, we come together yeah. as a community and then get my book. Please read my book. Do you know me? A revelation of relationship. It will change your life. It really will. It's coming out. In September, and I believe this podcast is coming out later, so it'll already be on the shelves by then. You can get it on my website or on Amazon or anywhere in the world. So tell us, let's let's talk about the book for about a minute here. Tell us um, a little bit more about what the book is about and how our lives will be different if we read it. The book is about how Jesus set me free from Mormonism. In the first few chapters, I share that little bit of I shared that part of my story so people can really appreciate and understand where I'm coming from. And then I share keys that set me free from God's word that helped me to encounter God and to really um, come into an understanding of our purpose here and what it means to know Jesus. Because we can sit in the church all of our lives and call ourselves Christians, but we might just be playing religion. We might right. not have even had a real encounter with the Lord or understand the Holy Spirit. My heart is for you to truly meet Jesus as you read this book. 
get empowered and walk in victory. That's and so set captives free. That's so good. And we all need that. We all need that. Deliverance is so, so important. <laughs> and it'll happen naturally. It's not this spooky, wild, weird thing that scares people. Listen, it can happen just naturally as the word of God enters your heart and your heart is removed. That stony heart is removed and God gives you a new heart. Girl, that is deliverance. Okay. That's healing. I want people, I want to de-spookify this whole deliverance thing that we're, and we're seeing some stuff on the internet right now that I don't like when deliverance happens and it looks like they're put on a show with a person who's in, in some pain and trauma. You know, it can be a beautiful healing thing that can just happen in your own home or you can have other people pray for you. But really, Jesus is going to meet you right there. I promise you, he can and he will. He definitely (laughs) will. So Ashley, where can they follow you on social media? All right. I would like people to go to my YouTube because there's a lot of control on Facebook and Instagram. I've had challenges with that and I'm ramping up my focus on YouTube right now. So Ashley Gronholm Ministries is my name on YouTube. Be Free Ministry is the name of my ministry, but I wanted people to be able to find my name. So I have a YouTube channel. All of my season one, two, and three episodes are already there. I also have an app, Be Free Ministry International. That app's going to keep you connected and help you know what's going on with the ministry and with me. Perfect. And what website should they go to if they want to learn more about the Bible school and the book? Be Free in Christ ministry, that's with an R-Y, it's not plural, dot org. Be free in Christ, ministry dot org. Perfect. Well, I am going to make sure that the links to that is in the show notes. So all they have to do is click it. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. I have waited what seems like forever to have this episode. I I knew back in May, y'all, we're recording this in you might as well say September. It's all, it's August the 29th. Let's just call it what it is. It's August the 29th, the day that we're recording this. And I have known since May that this was going to happen. And I could not wait for August the 29th because I knew that this was episode was going to be different. I knew that it was going to be powerful. And I knew that it was going to free people in so many different ways. And so actually, thank you for being here. Everyone share, share, share this episode far and wide. I pray that it has blessed you like it has blessed me and that you will go back and listen to future and previous episodes as well. Everyone have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.